which is called something like History of the Secret American uh, Empire. He's written books on shamanism, spent a lot of time in uh, countries like Ecuador, and hopefully we'll be getting him on the phone or at least trying to. Well, thank you for doing that work. To shed some light him. on what's really going on in our world. And we're getting a, a fingering motion from Kristen right now, which I guess means um, shove it up your nose. Well, it's a fingering motion, but you were ordered not to swear on radio. I Charmy. didn't swear on the radio. Shoving a nose are really great. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning Mitako in. Yasin. Remember, we're all related. Mike Perini's coming up next. The people in power have gone mad, but we're not powerless, Ali. Send those prayers up. See you next week. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay if Pandora's box was a box of chocolates, yeah, they'd be gone. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Hi, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every week. And it's not often that I go way afield of the subject of the show and actually do a show about um, food. But today I feel like it's time because it's 97 and a half degrees with a heat index of 146, I believe. It's an ozone action day, so if you actually do any activities outside, you will fry. So how about some gazpacho? I knew that's what you were thinking because that's what I was thinking. Gazpacho is a cold soup. In case you've heard of the word gazpacho and wondered what it was or who it was or why it was, it is a cold soup. It's a cold Portuguese and Spanish soup. There are many different varieties of gazpacho and many different kinds of cold soup. And we're going to talk about that today, as a matter of fact. All the entire whole, complete whole half hour on cold soup. But first, let's get cool. You want to live in this lousy world? Play it cool. I want to get even. Get cool. I want to bust. Bust cool. I want to go. Go cool. Boy, boy, crazy boy. Get cool, boy. Got a rocket in your pocket. Keep coolly cool, boy. Don't get hot, cause man, you've got some high times ahead. Take it slow, and daddy-o, you can live it up and die in bed. Boy, boy, crazy boy. Stay loose, boy. Breeze it, buzz it, easy does it. Turn off the juice, boy. Go, man, go, but not like a yo-yo school boy. Just play it cool, boy. Real cool. Easy action.
Rob. Cool it, cool it. Yeah, that's right. That's from West Side Story. That is uh, the Pandora's Lunchbox Orchestra joining us for a rendition of Cool. And uh, I'd like to thank them for all the instrumentations they brought into the studio and that funny sound of a record crackling thing that make it authentic as if I was playing an LP. Well, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food, and I've got a guest in the studio. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Mike. Kristen is the host of Tight Tight Pants Pants. every Friday. Every Friday from 3 to 5.30. And uh, I've just been intrigued by the idea of a gazpacho the last couple of days because I'm sweating to death. It is pretty hot outside. Yeah. And uh, basically, I think some basic information about gazpacho is is good from Wikipedia, which is pretty much the source of all knowledge right now. It's the Oracle. Uh, it's gazpacho is a cold Portuguese and Spanish soup. It's popular in warmer areas during the summer, particularly in Spain's Andalusia and Portugal's Alentejo and Algarve, Algarve regions, sorry, but it's actually popular in Ann Arbor and most any other place where people are dying from heat exhaustion. 
It descends from an ancient Andalusian concoction based on a combination of stale bread, garlic, olive oil, salt, and vinegar, a cold bread soup. With the Colombian exchange beginning in 1492, the tomato and the bell pepper were brought to Europe. While tomato is an important ingredient of a common form of gazpacho, the original ingredients are mentioned above, not tomato, are the ones which define gazpacho. And that That's interesting. It brings to mind also the idea of stale bread, which we were just talking about. Yeah, we were talking about stale bread and other things that people used to use to make other types of recipes back in the days when we didn't throw things away. And right. when things went bad, we still used them somehow. Mm-hmm. And you've talked, we were talking just before we went on the air about a recipe from Russia that you make sometimes. Well, it's, um, it's not a soup, but it's a drink. And it's widely available in Russia now. And you have manufacturers that make it. They churn it out basically like Coca-Cola, but it's called kvass. And the way that it was originally made was you would take the Russian brown bread that some people may have had in the past. It's a very dense, uh, dark brown sourdough. When that bread gets old, it gets very hard. Hmm. And you don't throw it away. You use it for all sorts of things, croutons and whatnot. And one of the things you can do with it, even when it starts to get moldy, is break it up into bits, mix it with sugar and a little bit of water. I don't remember how much water it was originally, but a lot of sugar would help the fermentation. Turn it into a mildly, very mildly alcoholic and carbonated malt beverage. And it's actually pretty delicious when it's made Hmm. right. And I've tried it. Tried making it, and it came out pretty good. I was surprised that oh, okay. I, cool. I sampled it uh, a summer that I spent in Ukraine. You could get it off of gigantic tanker trucks Wow! in anywhere in the Ukrainian capital. So what, again, are the ingredients uh, of this? Dark brown Russian sourdough bread and sugar. And make sure that bread is a little bit old and moldy. And you make and it water. into a drink. Yep, it turns into a drink. You have to add water to it. Okay, so it's moldy bread. Uh, sugar and water. Yep. And, and is it alcoholic? Not really. It doesn't become alcoholic, although some of the websites claimed that it was. I don't believe it is. Hmm. They sell it to children. Hmm. Okay. Perhaps, well, they get them started early. I don't know. Arwolf? Yeah, I think the, the people who thought it up were alcoholic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can say that because I'm Slavic. Aren't, aren't all Russians alcoholics? Well, you'd have to talk to, you know, take a... a, a census among the Russians, but I think they would all just sort of look you up and down and say, why do you ask? (laughs) Do you have to ask? What business is it of yours? The opinions expressed on Pandora's Lunchbox are not necessarily the opinions of anybody anybody in particular, and that's what makes it all healthy. So, gazpacho, gazpacho, gazpacho. We're talking about gazpacho and moldy bread and anything else really that comes to mind. Mm, Uh, Leftover food. Leftover food that you can throw into a bowl and make gazpacho. Now, you have a a basic gazpacho recipe that you found? Um, I have a... Actually, I didn't print out the recipe. I printed out the homepage oh, okay. uh, from SpainRecipes.com, which almost repeated exactly what you read. Oh, okay. Only it also added the interesting information that it was. It said it was a Roman concoction oh. instead of an Andalusian one. And it said, it's uh, as Romans labored to build, and I'm quoting, as they labored to build roads and aqueducts across Spain in the scorching heat, this creamy soup replenished them with the necessary salt and vitamins lost through physical exertion. My God. So if you're out there exerting yourself right now in the scorching heat, let it be known that you can quench your thirst with a delicious gazpacho. Or dive into a tub of gazpacho. I mean, I don't know if you if there are places in town where you can do that, but 
doesn't sound like a bad idea. Really. There should be. There should be. Well, I have a very, I saw this one recipe for gazpacho from the National Institutes of Health, which in, in, sounds almost dangerous to me that it's almost too healthy, mm. but it seems pretty classic. So I'm just going to read some, some of this here. Uh, we've got four C's of tomato juice. I think that would be cans. I think that's the official abbreviation of cans. Cups. Maybe. Cups. <laughs> Man, you know, doing a food show doesn't mean I understand anything. So, four cups of tomato juice. Wow, I'm so smart. One Maybe ha- you're just not used to reading recipes, Mike. I'm not. That's it. I'm not. Do you u- just cook with a pinch and a dash. You don't use those measurements. Pinches, no good dashes, smidgens. Mm. Yeah, things like that. Smidgens. That's SM is the abbreviation. Handfuls. Handfuls. Yeah. Big piles of dollops, dollops, a couple of dollops and a smidgen. Um, But so so that's tomato juice so far. That's part of it. Um, A half a medium onion peeled and coarsely chopped. One small green pepper peeled, cored, seeded and coarsely chopped. This Mm. sounds like a lot of work. It sounds awfully complicated. It does. I have a feeling that the Romans didn't do it that, that complicatedly. No, you don't think so. I think they just threw it in a blender. Yeah, and the blender was probably run by some poor low-class guy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have one of those modern range kitchens then that they have these days. Um, no. No. But also in there we have Worcester sauce. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Okay. Do you so, know the story of Worcestershire sauce? No, please tell. Um, apparently some old, it was, it was named by an old man who took a swig of it instead of his usual vodka bottle. I guess he mixed him up. Oh. Or his whiskey bottle. It was probably whiskey. He went to take a swig of his whiskey, and instead he took a swig of the sauce, and he said, Worcestershire sauce. Really? <laughs> wow, there's so much to learn on Isn't Pender. that the worst story you've ever heard? Uh, I've heard worse. You know, I think well, I might have heard good. that from my, my grandfather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that joke, literally, since 1966. <laughs> I swear. I'm happy to bring it back for From you. my uncle, yeah. And if all is well, there will be another 39 years before we hear it again. But hey, this is one of those rare occasions. It's kind of like Haley's Comet, only not nearly <laughs> spectacular, to hear that joke about Worcestershire sauce. And now that you've all heard it, you can go and share it with all your friends, and everybody will say, where did you hear that awful joke? Yeah, and you could say, well, I haven't heard it since 1965. And that's how you'll know. Well, I'm going to go through all the rest of the agreement. Sorry. That's okay. Garlic minced. Hot pepper sauce. Oh, there's one drop of hot pepper sauce, so be precise about that. Uh, Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. Hello. Tomato, tomato. We've already been there. Black pepper. Olive oil. Tomato. Finely. Oh, one large tomato finely diced, as well as the tomato juice you had earlier. Minced chives or scallion tops and a lemon cut in six wedges. Not five, not four. Not five, not four. Not eight. It would be hard to get five, really. I guess you're right, it would. But I Unless you had a protractor. Six, exactly six wedges. Six wedges of lemon. Not so, eight, not, yeah. Right. So you got, first of all, put two cups of tomato juice and all the other ingredients except diced tomato, chives, and lemon wedges in the blender. Again, I don't think, you're right, I don't think the Romans did, were this careful. I wouldn't dice tomatoes before putting them in my blender anyway. I would just cut them in quarters. Cut them in quarters. And then just toss them in and let them be blended? I don't know what kind of blender you use. I, I just use my hands. It's, it's uh, puree. Uh, slowly, slowly add the remaining two cups of tomato juice to pureed mixture. Slowly. Add chopped tomato and chill. You always need to chill. Yeah, that's right. You need to chill before you eat anything. That's because right. if you're like running around and freaking out and being all excited, then yeah. you might get indigestion. That would be so awful. So it's very important after you make your gazpacho to chill. Yes. 
totally chill. You got to be cool. I got to be cool before I eat my gazpacho. Right. Crazy cool. I mean, it'll help cool you off, but you really need to chill. So serve icy cold in individual bowls garnished with chopped chives and lemon wedges. Six lemon wedges, remember. And that serves, oh, it's six. It serves six, so everybody six gets a wedge. Everybody gets a wedge. Because <laughs> if one person hogs two of them, there's going to be, there could be like that scene in West Side Story where, you know, there's all that dancing and pirouetting and fighting and knife wielding and Were stuff they, like was that. Was that over a lemon? I think it might have been over a lemon, but I don't recall the plot exactly. But uh, gazpacho, that's kind of a classic gazpacho recipe, those recipes. But um, Ed Special, who does a show on WCBN and, and assorted things on WCBN, said the immortal phrase, gazpacho schmazpacho, which is hard to say, because he said, what about, wait, where is this soup? Okay, I'm not going to find it right. It's, oh, wait, it's a cold, he said, why not a cold minted cucumber soup with toasted walnuts? And I said, mm. oh, it's a cold soup, but it's not gazpacho, and there are so many different kinds of soups. I'm going to read this one off. Uh, this is from chow.com, and uh, basically you want one cup of walnuts, three seedless cucumbers, peeled and chopped. I don't think they did that in Rome either. A bunch, we haven't talked about bunch as a measurement, a bunch of scallions sliced, a handful of mint leaves, a handful of parsley leaves, two cups buttermilk, two cups of whole milk yogurt, and then you toss, first of all, instructions, you toss one cup of walnuts in a 300-degree oven for 15 minutes or until lightly browned and aromatic. That's, that sounds great. Yeah, it does sound good. In a blender or food processor or with your bare hands, combine three peeled and chopped seedless cucumbers with one bunch sliced scallions, a handful each of mint and parsley leaves, two cups buttermilk, two cups whole milk yogurt or sour cream, and salt and freshly ground black pepper to taste. Blend until smooth. Add the walnuts, walnuts and blend again briefly so that the walnuts stay chunky. Chill before serving. Then you have to chill again. These seem to be, this seems to be the regular theme it's of this stuff. It's an ongoing theme. It is, it is a beautiful thing. Uh, we're going to take just a moment here while we're thinking about gazpacho and recipes to, uh, for those of you who have tomatoes on the brain or who have perhaps tomato brains. Look at the field. Look at the grass. Look at the man. He's sitting on the grass. Look at the man He's sitting on the grass He's eating a sandwich It's cheese and tomato The man is a sandwich His body's the cheese His brain's the tomato His legs are the bread See him stand up And fall down again His legs made of bread His brain a tomato I said a tomato His brain a tomato The pips are his thoughts The juice is like blood The juice is like blood The juice is like blood Okay Funny you should mention that because gazpacho has the color of blood And uh, we're talking about gazpacho, but it's not blood So don't be creeped out It's not Halloween, it's okay What's wrong with, what's wrong with drinking blood? Um, you're right, I'm sorry Or eating blood? You're right. Again, I'm sorry. I just saw an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on DVD, so I should, shouldn't should diss eating or drinking blood. Well, really. maybe you were creeped out. I, I think I was. Uh, I've had duck's blood soup before, actually. I have, in fact, also had the wondrous pleasure of eating chilled blood when I was in Vietnam. In Vietnam, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. They do goose blood, duck blood, and I believe pork blood, too. 
Wow. I had Duck's Blood Soup, not nearly as far away as Vietnam. I had it in Hamtramck, but uh, it was at a restaurant called Under the Double Eagle. They had a picture of George H.W. Bush with the owner on the wall. It was very inspiring. And so I had Duck's Blood Soup with Under the, the Double George W. What was the uh, heritage of that restaurant? Uh, it was a Polish restaurant, a Polish. and it's, just, it's like a little basement, kind of looks, it might have been a church basement, even might have still been a church basement, but it was actually a restaurant. So it's a couple of old ladies making this delicious Polish stuff, I believe. Well, actually, you know, blood soup once again comes back to the theme we were talking about earlier, which is not throwing anything away. That's very true. I mean, people just drain the blood or whatever, or maybe they cook it off or whatever. But They make sausages and they make soups. Yeah. Very use, use it as a as a garnish. Uh, as a garnish, yeah. yeah. That sounds that could be creepy. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, we have a song "Cold Sweat" by James Brown coming up here, but the CD is acting kind of funny. I, I just, I don't know. We'll have to try to get James Brown in the studio if he'll if he'll join us. Um, <laughs> maybe that may be a tall order. <laughs> maybe a tall order, but nonetheless, we're talking about. I Gus. think he's chilling. I think he's chilling, <laughs> chilling for good. Not chilling like Bob Dylan. That's a whole nother. That's a whole other thing. But gazpacho. Now, uh, Andrew from WCBN sent a couple of recipes for gazpacho. I just want to go through them quick. I don't know how interesting it will be for him to read them all the way through and just go, you know. But we'll, we'll get Perhaps to a comment on their variations. Yes, gazpacho with lobster and shrimp. Starts with one large garlic clove. I like that already. But you're looking kind of funny. It sounds like ceviche or something. Hmm. Is that what ceviche is? I don't know. Cold. It's a cold... Uh, cold shrimp dish i believe it's mexican and the uh the shrimp are not exactly cooked but they are because there's so much salt in it some t- small salt and uh, tomatoes tomato juice it's so acidic and salty that uh it somehow uh makes them although not cooked also not raw hmm. wow. there's probably a, a cooking term for that oh okay now this recipe is adapted by rebecca charles one large garlic clove, kosher salt, and ground black pepper. A lot of cultural stuff going on here. A red onion, red bell peppers, cucumbers with seeds, diced with seeds. Uh, tomatoes, a jalapeno pepper, seeded and minced. A quart bottled tomato juice, a ju- the juice of one lemon. It doesn't say to split it in six. No, though. you don't have to cut it in six. That's no. good. Two chilled, they're chilled. Two chilled cooked, cooked lobster tails. Eight chilled cooked shrimp and chopped chives. Now, if I was if I was a lobster and they were yanking my tail, so to speak, I'd have to chill before they did that or I'd freak out. Um, cooked shrimp, again, they're, they're pretty chill. Eight of them. So that's part of a recipe for gazpacho with lobster and shrimp. There's also a white gazpacho, which reminds me of the mm-hmm. color probably of the almond soup we talked about a little earlier. Uh, Wal- walnut. Walnut. Wait, was that walnuts? Walnuts, with the, I, the yes. special one? Yes, walnuts. That's what I meant to say. I don't Almonds sound good. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm thinking There's of also an almond recipe. Yes, there is. I've got one of those, too. Uh, but the white gazpacho, ah, it's almost alcohol. See, I haven't found any gazpacho with alcohol in it yet. But uh, we're, we're getting closer to that. We've got cucumbers, a garlic clove, chicken or vegetable broth, sour mm-hmm. cream, plain yogurt, white vinegar, dash of salt. We talked about the dash as, the a, dash. as a measurement, which I don't know if it's different in England... Than it is here if it's got the Avre de Poix dash or the uh, Imperial dash versus the I'll, I'll metric go, dash, something like that. Uh, uh, white pepper, tomatoes, sliced green onions, and chopped parsley. I've also got grape and almond gazpacho. 
which I think mm. that's where I got almond on the brain. Uh, two pounds of green seedless grapes are a part of this recipe here. And one medium cucumber, almonds, scallions, rice vinegar, plain yogurt, cream cheese, buttermilk, extra virgin olive oil, dill sprigs, minced, cayenne pepper, cayenne pepper, I keep saying cayenne, cayenne, tomato, toma- uh, tomato. Tomato, what? tomato, tomato. I didn't identify the artist. That was Ivor Cutler and tomato brain, what we played a moment ago. And he said tomato. And that's very true. The third alternate pronunciation. Yes. Uh, one pitch cayenne pepper, salt, ground pepper, cucumbers, and chives. Another, that's a beautiful recipe. And it uh, looks like a half an hour is going by so fast. Coming up at 7 o'clock, it's Face the Music with Arwolf. But I do want to mention this. Um, said to me by my friend Cindy, this is the Peaky Toe Crab Gazpacho from Webster's in Kalamazoo. Exotic. Yes, made with the addition of fresh meat from the Peaky Toe Crab, which apparently is popular in culinary circles, it says here. Small chunks of cucumber, a lot of the familiar things. Red bell pepper, red onion, cilantro, garlic, shallot, and lime juice. And it's touch spicier than the average gazpacho because it's also laced with Sriracha, a garlic chili paste. Mm. And the sriracha. Oh, sriracha. That Thai stuff. Yeah, it's uh, Southeast Asian hot sauce from Thailand. They, you know, sriracha has a MySpace page. It does. You can be, you can be MySpace friends with sriracha. How old is sriracha? That's sriracha. How, that's what I'd want to know. I'd like to know. Yeah, that's something that we probably all want to know. But it does have a Scoville rating of 2000. Are you familiar with Scoville ratings? No. Is that a spicy rating? It is a rating of spiciness, and as a matter of fact, I've looked that up, too, because I was looking that up, too. The Scoville organoleptic test was developed in 1912, you see, by Wilbur Scoville to measure the heat level of chili peppers. Ah. Pure ground chilies were mixed with sugar water, and a group of testers would taste the solution. The solution was diluted in equal increments until the hotness was no longer detected. So you have, if you have a chili rated 3,000 Scoville units, that means if you used one tablespoon of chili, you'd have to combine it with 3,000 tablespoons of sugar to dilute the concoction to where you no longer feel the heat. And so you have uh, the cayenne pepper and, or Tabasco. It's 30,000 to 50,000 Scoville ratings. Uh, that's pretty hot. And the hottest they have, that's actually food, apparently. They don't have this. That, let's see. Capsaicin, I guess. Capsaicin is the name of the the thing that creates the hotness, I believe, and that's that would be a 16 million uh, Scoville rating. So you, I don't know if you could eat that without dying. Not Ouch. really sure. And pimentos, no no rating. A pepperoncini, 100 to 500 Scoville rating. Small is wasabi stuff. on there? Wasabi is not on there. Is that only for chilies? It's only for chilies. Only for this chilies? is from oh, okay. this is from HeavenlyHotSauce.com, which of course is a nonprofit organization with a name <laughs> like that. But uh, yeah. So so much time, so little time, so many words. I'm just going to run through a few other concepts of cold soups here and try to figure out how to play James Brown in the process. But uh, there's a whole two or three, four pages full of cold soup ideas from soupsong.com. And it has, in different categories, alphabetized. You have almonds. You can get Andalusian almond soup. Apricot. You can make a Polish apricot soup. You can take, make a creamy artichoke soup with lemony mushrooms an iced arugula soup, an iced arugula soup. And of course you can get Raquel Welch's Wonder Soup too, which is in the bean category. But Czech blueberry soup is another one that looks really tasty. And that's something that, that is on the soupsong.com website. But wrapping up now with a cultural reference to the wonderful world of gazpacho from the movie Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown by Pedro Almodovar. And if I mispronounce that, I'm sorry, everybody. Nonetheless, 
nonetheless, I thought I remembered Gaspacho in that movie. And it says here, I'm going to read a little bit of the plot here. As Peppa becomes more and more disturbed about her relationship to Ivan, Peppa tosses his possessions and pictures about, sets her bed on fire, throws a telephone and telephone answering machine through a window, frees chickens and ducks encaged on her balcony, and makes a dangerous barbiturate spiked gazpacho, which guests splash on carpet and couch. At the same time, the number of people in the apartment grows rapidly, as disparate actions become entangled around Peppa and her unhappy romance. Candela, who finds herself part of a Shiite terrorist conspiracy, seeks refuge from the police. Ivan's son, Carlos, and his possessive girlfriend, Marisa, come looking for an apartment to rent. Ivan's wife, crazed with jealousy, comes for a confrontation with the woman she thinks is running away with her husband. A telephone repairman and two police investigating an anonymous call about terrorists join the party. Downstairs, Ivan and his new girlfriend try to quietly remove his suitcase from the concierge's cubicle, the concierge's cubicle, only to find themselves thwarted, their car accidentally bombarded by flying objects from Peppa's apartment. And so you see the cycle of events, the cycle of life. There are so many possibilities when you use gazpacho. Well, I've been Mike for about a half an hour. I've been joined by Kristen here, who is the host of of tight pants who has helped me out in a tight spot right here thank you for having me you're welcome and uh i don't looks like we're not going to be able to put james brown cold sweat on but listen to it in your head okay i don't care about the past i'll play it tomorrow and yeah your show uh tight pants which is friday from thanks so much for promoting it oh yeah <laughs> friday from you don't what? really have to no no go for it go uh, oh friday from three o'clock to five thirty. yes she will play Cold Sweat, but not on this CD from the studio. But we're going to play another cut from Ivor Cutler, because that's the next cut after the one Tomato Brain that's queued up. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. We're going to listen to this cut, whatever it is, and then Arbolf is going to help us to face the music. I've been Mike. Kristen's been Kristen. Thank you for being you. And don't forget the gazpacho, and don't forget to chill. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Every neighbour yells Head stuck out the window Voices clear as bells Mother is a tinker With a silent S You can smell her coming Socks and pants and vest Halfway through Brr Whispered the salmon As it squeezed itself out The cold tap into the sink I'm frozen I popped it into a pot Of tepid scotch broth Head first He polished it off you haven't a drop of the hard stuff. I poured him a generous glass of Isla malt and held his balancers as he gulped. Great stuff, Jimmy. Thanks a lot. Got to go. Got a date with some eggs, you can. And leapt up the hot tap. I could hear him making his way through the geyser and a faint cry of, Christ, how do I get out of here? I collected him later from the cistern, halfway through the ballcock valve, and ate him for tea. First time I ever got tiddly on a fish. Mm.